0: Welcome everyone to episode 37 of the Point of Pittsburgh, the podcast. Uh, We took a week off, I was doing a little traveling, and Steve is basically a homeless iterate at this point, just traversing the East Coast, searching for a bed or a couch to to stay on,
1: so... Just couch surfing. uh, Couch surfing USA is what we're doing right now, so... Good. I mean, honestly, we're having a good we're we're having a good time. We've been back and forth between Eastern Pennsylvania and uh, and Western Pennsylvania, trying to like secure some longer term housing. But for the foreseeable future, it's looking like we're going to be in Pittsburgh again. So, um, you know, it, it, even starting next week. So we've got uh, we've got ourselves a nice little Airbnb lined up for uh, for a couple of weeks while we uh, you know try to figure out what our actual next move is.
0: Well, good luck on that. Um, let me see here. I believe it's your turn to be on the couch. It's been a while, so why don't you hop on on and tell me what's uh, on your mind.
1: All right. So uh went to the baseball game last night. First, uh, and, and we're recording this on Thursday, um, Thursday, August the 10th. So I was in town for the Braves, uh, Braves Pirates, so the 6-5 loss on a uh, – Heartbreaking and kind of weird, you know, uh, fly rule sort of thing where Michael Harris may or may not have waited long enough to tag it. But I was at the game, so it's really kind of hard for me. But from everything that you know, it, it looked like he was out. But neither here nor there. So uh, or at least everything they were playing at the stadium. Um, but. As you go to games, you, you, you pick up on things that you just completely miss out on when you're listening on the, either on a radio app or, you know, uh, MLB.com or MLB.tv. Uh, you, you, you hear things and you notice things. And one of the things that I noticed last night was Jared Triolo's walk-up music. And so um, I don't know if you know this, Kevin, but uh, he, he comes out to Jimmy Eat World, The Middle. Um, which just seems like it's, it's a perfectly fine song. Nothing, nothing wrong with that song at all. I, I quite enjoy that song, but it doesn't really make much sense for a 25 year old dude. Like it's not like an all timer. Like it's, you know, it's a good song. It's a really, really good song. But I mean, like, I, I just don't, I, 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 I'm, I'm having a hard time making the connection and the only connection that I can make and that makes me feel old is that his parents liked it.
0: Oh, God. Wait, I'm sorry. I've kind of broke the rule. I kind of jumped in there, but yeah, you
1: just... It's okay. No worries.
0: You just made me face my own mortality there, too.
1: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was was interesting. I I mean, excellent choice, I think. Um, I was asked what my walkout music would be if I was uh, so fortunate to be a, uh, you know, six-foot-four, you know... Dashingly, uh, dashingly handsome, you know, third baseman, and I, uh, I, I, I said, I, I said it would be uh, the, the like Hulk Hogan's like walkout music, like the I am a real American song. I think that's hmm. that's just perfect. I, I don't know why no one has ever done that before, or if they have, they might be my new favorite player.
0: I, I would go. Thank you for asking. I would go with uh, Living Colors Cult of Personality, which has one okay. of one of the sickest opening guitar riffs of all guitar riffs that have ever been created.
1: Okay. I can buy that. Well, Hey, since it's been so long since you've, uh, since either of us had the opportunity to go on the couch, do you want to go on and take another, uh, sure. Take a good sit for us. Sure. Uh, Get something off your chest. All right. So
0: just like the Swallows returning to Capistrano, the second that David Bednar has a rough game or a rough couple games, All the people come out of the woodwork saying, see, this is why you don't need a closer on a bad team. Or, oh, this is why they should have traded him. Oh, I guess because he drinks Iron City and he's from Pittsburgh. This is why they didn't trade him. I mean, guys are allowed to have, they're not robots. We're here coming, approaching the middle of August. Uh, It probably sucks to get up for a game in 90 degree heat you know, in the middle of August on a team that's 12 games under 500. And maybe, you know, maybe the guy's not a robot and maybe he has a bad night. Uh, If this was a team that had no aspirations of being good in 2024, then yes, they should have traded a closer. But the Pirates are allowed to have more than one good option at any time in the bullpen. And God forbid they actually have some talent And double, God forbid, it's actually a homegrown player that could appeal to the fans. Uh, David Bednar is allowed to have a bad game, a bad week. The guy has been basically automatic all year and last year, too. So ease off, you dirty yinzers. Uh, You don't really know what you're talking about here. Pirates are going to be good, I'm telling myself, in 2024, and David Bednar is going to be a big reason why.
1: Kevin, I hear you.
0: Thanks. So, last week, uh, as is my custom, uh, I always seem to be traveling around the trade deadline. This was a common thing when we had the website, too. So, uh, we probably could have ground an episode out uh, last week, but trade line, trade line uh, came and went, and it was, I'd say, fairly predictable, aside from one trade. Um... Going out, Austin Hedges, Rich Hill, Carlos Santana. Those were three guys who were signed in order to be traded, and that mission was accomplished. The only one that was a moderate surprise was Rodolfo Castro. Um, where do you want to kind of go on these ones? How do you want to tackle it?
1: Yeah, I I guess we can just sort of look at them as a whole, because, I mean, I you know, I think the, uh, the last episode we, um, we kind of predicted that there wasn't going to be like any earth shattering talent brought in from any of these trades. And I, I don't think that there was, um, you know, I think that, uh, they get some decent pieces. I mean, they get some interesting guys. I mean, like, um, I'm not real excited to, uh, to bring in another quad A first baseman, you know, uh, stopgap type guy. But hey, at least this one's not, you know, from the Blue Jays organization. You know, at least they're trying a different, <laughs> you know, organization to kick the tires on. So, um, but uh, I mean, so, but, but uh, truthfully told, so far, so good with Rivas. And, you know, I think we might talk a little bit more about him later in the episode. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I I, I don't think uh, again these these they turned some guys that were not going to be pirates in three months into assets, which is what they normally do. These weren't uh, these weren't very high end trade chips, okay. Like there wasn't a lot of value there. We've we've talked about that previously too. So I, I mean, I think they got some for them. I mean, it sounds like they got a really nice sized chunk of change for, um, uh, you know, in, in terms of international bonus, mm-hmm. um, from hedges, yeah. I, I mean, like they could actually legitimately turn, uh, hedges into a pretty viable po- uh, prospect if they put all of those eggs in one basket. Yes. Um, you know, so, uh, I, I mean, that's, that's, that's something special. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, Texas was p- clearly not going to use that bonus money. Like they, they, it clearly meant nothing to them. They were just like, here, have this, yes. you know, um, and for the folks that are listening, you know, I, I mean, I, I made a flick with my wrist. Yes. I said, have this, you know. It was a very – So, um, very – yeah, Kevin could see it because we're on a video call, but you guys can't. So, um, but anyway, it's uh, – I, I think it was, it's, it's – the returns were either very close to the majors and low upside or very, very far away from the majors mm-hmm. with, you know, lottery ticket potential. And, and, I mean, I think that's really the – the best that you're going to hope for when you, you, you basically trade non-commodities.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it was fine. Uh, I mean, I don't see anybody, yeah. <laughs> I don't see anybody kind of jumping into the, even the top 20, uh, for no. us. I am moderately interested in Jackson Wolf. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm going to say like number five starter, maybe a number four starter. But he's he's already 24, uh, so can't get too hyped up about that. But you know, 25 next year, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they don't need to dip into the rotation depth chart as much as they did next year. But he might be a guy that they call upon um we'll see how that goes
1: yeah no i agree with that 100 percent. i don't get the wolf double a assignment i thought he was for sure gonna go to triple a but i'm fine with it yeah. you know um yeah he, he's a he's a piece uh it sounds like he's got a funky delivery you know maybe he's got some some pointers for uh meadow who knows mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but yeah like i said they're, they're fine i agree fine is a great way to describe it yeah but i'm certainly not excited by anything
0: right um, I, I don't want to say predictably, but predictably to me at least, they did not trade Keller, did not trade Bednar. Um, yes, yes, as some folks have lamented. Uh, I, I just think the optics on that would have been terrible. Um, Agreed. It, it, I mean, short of the Orioles offering up Jackson Holiday for Keller, uh. You know, I would... You to have done that. I, I would do horrible, unspeakable things for Jackson Holliday. Um, but uh, they weren't going to do that. So... Because Jackson Holliday is going to be a destroyer of worlds next year at <laughs> age 20. Um, so, you know, you, you have to draw a line in the sand and say, we are building from here. And... Uh, Maybe this is, I don't don't even want to say optimism. It's hard to say that with this team right now. But I I like the Pirates' bullpen heading into next year. Uh, A a, a Bednar, Holderman, Moretta, Malijinsky top four with some Jose Hernandez, Perdomo sprinkled in around the edges is a really good bullpen.
1: Um, yeah. No, I was. Um, as we were contemplating what to talk about today, the, the bullpen was. Uh, it floated through my mind uh, as a possible as a possible topic. Maybe maybe we think about that next week. Um, but yeah, I, I think the bullpen is coming together. It might be the only part of the team that really looks like it's coming together at this point. But it, the bullpen does definitely look like it's coming together.
0: Yeah. So. It- you know, you have something to build on. So you got that covered. The rotation, mm, you know, but if you can start to shorten games down, uh, that's that's a really good start. And that's just one less thing. And, and this says nothing about guys like Harleen Garcia, who's sure. been MIA all year, uh, and the Pirates have a club option on him for next year. Um, so there's, there's definitely other pieces in play here, but those having those six and, and you know, Ryan Barucki, Barucki, sure. You know, I'm terrible at pronunciation. Barucki. Barucki, you know, he's shown some stuff, uh, Yeah. for what he is. So,
1: you know, low walk rate. Yeah. I mean, hasn't has, you know, I mean, he's had a little trouble keeping the ball in the park, but I mean, yeah, he's, uh. You know he doesn't. He's, he's not giving people free passes. I mean that's that's a huge help from the bullpen.
0: So now we're talking about seven guys. Um, yeah, and and that's exciting. So the the one thing that is kind of weird uh, right now is second base. Um, yeah. Do the Pirates have an actual starting second baseman for twenty twenty four?
1: No, I mean I or I shouldn't say no. I just don't think there's a lot of clarity. Yeah. I mean, like here's the problem with second base. They've taken a lot of crap and they've thrown all that crap at the walls, and they're pretty much out of crap at this point. You know, um, uh, you know the, the, this was. I mean, we've we again we've talked about this in the past that second base is an incredibly deep position as far as prospects go and you know they had some they've they've got some pretty good looking prospects at the position um but nobody has taken nobody's taken hold of this position to this point and just like grabbed it and 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 is like I'm not letting this go um we've had some people that, that started to look like possibilities here like i mean I think I, I put a number of guys on our list, and, and we'll forget about, uh, you know, uh, Rodrigo Castro and um, uh, Matthias, um, you know, uh, because those guys are long gone, obviously. They're not even in the organization anymore. But they've got a few – they've had a few decent-looking prospects that have had a shot here this year and have just kind of not worked out. I mean, it started with Juan Bay, and he looked good for a time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I thought he might be – I thought he might be the guy and then he sort of uh, started, you know, swinging at some crazy pitches and, you know, lost the strike zone um, and and then got hurt. So – um, and then, you know, to Peter Marcano, I mean, don't get me wrong. He played mostly shortstop, but got hot in the minors, kept it op- going up to the majors. We were talking about him, you know, forcing the pirates into making some hard decisions earlier and now, you know, he cooled off and you know, he's, uh, you know, I mean, he he's, he is what he is. I mean, he's still really, really young, you know, so he might bop back and forth between the, uh. Uh, the majors and minors. I'm not I'm not giving up on him just yet, but I mean I, I think we at least know that he's a streaky dude um who you're not always gonna be able to rely on. Um then I, mean, I mean the you know former first round pick Nick Gonzalez so he came up um uh struggled at first then got hot then struggled again um you know he's having some huge issues with the curveball. Uh, he's hitting the crap out of the major league fastball, which is good. But um, you, you know you you <laughs> you know when you can't hit, uh, I mean I think it's correct me if I'm wrong. Is is, is he having it's it's curveball changeup that he's having the most problems with right now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I mean he's he's going back down. He's working on that. Still young. He's actually provided pretty solid defense, in my humble opinion. Um, so far at his time, he might be the best defensive option that they've had. Um, you know, uh, and then, uh, of course, you know, I mean, I, I'd say the guy that's, that sort of might have the inside track at this point is Leo Pagaro. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, and I mean, he's, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm also not convinced. I mean, is he, is he starting to, to, to take a stranglehold in this position or is he just like sort of, uh going to be like a flash in the pan guy like we've seen from these other guys, you know? So, I mean, he's, he's shown some power. He's shown, he's definitely shown enough glove at second. Um, I mean, he's looked really, really good there in the field. Um, you know, and uh, you know he's hitting. He's hitting extra base hits. He's getting on base. You know, he's looked pretty good. Uh, I, I think. You know, but again, it, not a big enough sample size at this point. Jared, you know, Jimmy World himself, Jared Triolo. Um, you know, he's he's had a cup of coffee there. I, I, I still see him more as a utility guy um at this point uh, you know or you know a full-time third baseman uh you know just for defense that high high ceiling defense alone there uh, I mean he's gonna hit for more he's gonna hit more I think at as as time goes on um but you know I, I I don't know I mean maybe he's an option there he looked fine he looked fine defensively there it wasn't like he was like completely lost though um but I mean I still think his best position is probably third base but yeah, I mean that's that's the rundown. I mean those are the guys. I mean and and you know has, has anybody really stood out for you as a front runner for next year? Not
0: really. But for the rest of the year, I'd be running Piquero out there, uh, probably about seventy five percent of the time. I'd really want to take a good look at him, see if he's a viable option. Um, but the crazy part part about all this is, I want to see some chemistry with. The potential shortstop too, mm-hmm. and that guy was supposed to be back in August, and he's just doing some running drills and still needs to have a tune-up. And that's O'Neal Cruz. Uh, he might yeah. not. He might not be back until September, which is a truly lost season.
1: Yeah, for him. That's a shame. Because yeah, I, I mean, I, I I would imagine we'll. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say we
0: still truly don't know what he is Uh and he needed this season to kind of show the pirates what he really was.
1: Yeah. And I think he's, he's on a, to be determined still. Like I still think he's obviously the guy at shortstop until proven otherwise. Like, I don't think that we're, I I, I don't think the pirates are going to do anything drastic to move him out of the position. Um, Alika Williams hasn't exactly come in and, He's stolen the the hearts and minds of the city of Pittsburgh. Like, I, I mean, uh, Cruz still has way too much upside, way too much upside to, to to piss around with. And I I hope he comes up. I hope he hits well in the fall. Um, you know, you know, and I'm I'm sure he's going to get a nice long run in the Dominican Republic Winter League this year. I, I mean, I think he only played a handful of games last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays the entire season. Um, and, and I think that would be the correct thing to do. Just, he, he just needs some at bats. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you again. It's, it's, it's back to second base though. And I mean, it would be nice to see the double play combo. Um, that's for sure. Uh, but I mean, my goodness, I would just like to see somebody shine with the bat. I, I think Nick Gonzalez will get another run as well, uh, this year, especially if he makes some progress, uh, at, with, uh, with with the off-speed stuff but um yeah i I mean it's uh still very much up in the air that's for sure yeah
0: so the pirates um have been kind of playing good ball against some hard teams so far in august
1: uh they are please correct me if i'm wrong five and five in august I don't even know honestly, I, I, think, <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. I think it might actually be a little better than that I, I mean, I should probably edit this out, but um i'm I'm not going to i'm just gonna i'm gonna talk i'm I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna keep talking and I'm gonna keep googling here, Yeah. You know? so it, let's see what is what's going on here? This what's is going on, great podcasting, yeah, they're five and five yeah, we got five and five, yes, you are one hundred percent correct so.
0: um yeah, and uh you know obviously you could make the case that they could have theoretically swept the Braves. Yeah. Uh, wasn't that far off who are most likely going to be representing the national league in the world series. Um, but you know, I, uh, I, I, I just don't know what this team is. Uh, here, here's a quick question. You know, I love to put you on the spot. I, I love doing this. Mm-hmm. It's like my favorite thing. How much money do you think the pirates have committed? Not with arbitration potentials, but committed next year? How many how many millions of dollars?
1: I want to say it's like fifty-five million.
0: Uh the answer is a little less. It's seventeen million. It is just Brian Reynolds.
1: Oh oh. I gotcha. Okay. Just I, I see what you're driving yeah. at. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just Brian Reynolds and uh Cabrian Hayes. Okay. Now they have obviously a ton of arbitration guys. Uh, sure. And this sure. is this is And
1: that's kind of what I was factoring in yes. when I when I said the fifty five mil, but yes.
0: I'm talking pure commitment. Um Yeah. But uh, what I'm kinda of driving at, and this is gonna be more of a September October topic, is that they don't have a lot of commitment and you know, If we're going to continue this charade of being an eighty seventy five million, $80 million payroll team, they're going to have a lot of potential cash to splash. Sure. Um, And I'd like to see them, not necessarily go for Shohei Otani, obviously, but I'd like to see them dip into Tier B instead Mm of floating around Tier C and D. And there's a lot of good starting pitchers out there that I'd like to see them bring in. Um, but that's obviously an off season construction topic. Uh, but man, there's just so much free cash that they have floating around. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, there's a lot unspent. I mean, again, I think you and I differ in terms of what they're actually able to spend, but, um, I, I mean, we're not that far off though, but I, I definitely think there's money in, there's definitely money in the budget for a, a starting pitcher. Um, you know, I'd I'd love to see them sort of um, maybe rather than spread the love around on a few different guys. Um, you know, in terms of the salary, maybe just commit it to one person. You know, I, I mean that would be I, I think a novel idea. You know, uh, and I don't even think they're going to have to go crazy. I mean, if you if you're in the ten to twelve million dollars, uh, you know, uh, ten maybe ten to fourteen million dollars. I mean, over multiple seasons. I mean, you're looking at a pretty darn good pitcher potentially. Yeah. Like, it's not like we're. At, it's not like they need to spend fortunes. But I mean, that that's going to get you a decent middle of the rotation arm. Yeah, I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna toss a name out. I'm gonna mark okay. my territory here on August 10th. Okay, Lucas Giolito.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's um, I, he's a name. I mean, he's he he seems like we. I mean tra I remember trade rumors and things like that. He'd he'd always seem to get connected to the pirates. I think the I think he was in the conversation one in his draft year for the pirates to pick him as well, too. I think the Tommy John surgery that he had uh in high school probably scared them off a little bit. Because that was the uh that was during the time period where the pirates were like not touching dudes that recently had Tommy John. Um but yeah, I mean he's uh Yeah, he's a guy. I mean, that's for sure. I I mean, I don't, you know, know. I mean, what are you, you know? Do do you have an idea as far as what you think he would get paid or what a contract would look like for him? Um, He's had a really uh,
0: varied career, we'll say.
1: Yeah, he had. Yeah,
0: he had that one. He he started off cold with uh, the Nationals, and they traded him as part of, uh, we'll say, the Adam Eaton trade Uh, because I think they made two... Yeah, yeah, it was, yes. So he went over to the White Sox, um, and he had a couple middling seasons with the White Sox and then blew up in 2019 and had an ace-like 2019 season, but then has been sort of relatively middling since then. Um, Mm -hmm. To me he feels like a 15 million dollar a year player uh okay. which i know i just said middling but that's what 15 million dollars is for a legitimate starting yeah. pitcher nowadays um he's going to be age 30 next year so you know would he do something like a two year three year deal i don't know um but it's just something to kind of store in the back of your brain
1: yeah there's so many names on the market for pitchers next year um, that I I mean I have to think it might drive the price down a, a little bit on maybe like one or two of these guys. Yeah. And a guy like Giolito that has been a little inconsistent over the course of his career, you know, um that might uh you know that might push his value down. I mean that you know folks that are a little afraid of his you know four plus ERAs the last two seasons, I mean that could uh that that could do it, you know. I mean and and, and I don't know, I mean 15 million you know, again, you got to see how the market develops next year. I think that's I, – I would probably put him more in the 13 to 14 range, but I agree with you. He's probably a guy that's looking at a three-year contract though. I mean I feel pretty confident yeah. in saying he'll get three years from somebody. He's certainly a multi-year guy though given his age.
0: Yes, yes. Um, so. All right. Well, do you want to end with a, a quick three stars?
1: yeah I mean we uh, we kind of got away from this because we didn't really want to actually talk about the real major league team there for a while but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh yeah we can go ahead so um my third star um and and i, I enjoyed watching his uh debut in person uh, and that would be Colin Selby uh <laughs> dude was dominant um I mean it wasn't you know it was it was in a losing effort and I believe he actually uh, allowed a inherited run to score um but I mean I think he uh he recorded five outs and struck out four of them, uh, not to mention the fact that he, uh, he brushed back, you know, maybe the best hitter in the National League uh, with, uh, with, with a fastball towards the head, um, you know, on, on his very first pitch in the major leagues. Um, so, I, I mean, kudos to him. Uh, the man has giant balls, uh, and I, I hope he's very successful. He's a guy we've talked about a lot. Um, you know, so far uh, as, as a possible guy that's going to come up and help this bullpen very fast. And uh, it's he's struggled a lot this year, but it's nice to see him uh, sort of get there. Yep.
0: So my number three is Johan Oviedo. Uh, he had his, he's had 23 starts this year. 11 of them, he's given up either zero or one runs. In those 11 starts of giving up either zero or one runs, he's six and two which means there were three starts where he did not factor in to the decision and two losses when he's either given up zero or one runs. Um, Of those other 12 starts, uh, he's also had two of those 12 starts where he's given up two runs, but that means that he's been 0-9 in those other 12 starts when he's given up anything (laughs) other than one run, including two games where he's given up two earned runs. So... He's been kind of done in a little bit by poor run support, in my opinion. His six and eleven record should, at least, and probably be something like ten and seven. You know, for being sure. somewhat realistic about it. Um, so I'm just—I was very happy. I think he's a big piece moving forward. I think he's going to be a real solid number three for this team uh, moving forward.
1: Yeah, no, i am with you on that one hundred percent. So, um there's a bunch of guys that have hit a couple of home runs in the last week. So I'm gonna go with uh with, with Key Brian Hayes, who has absolutely destroyed the uh the Braves uh during this series. Um you know, um uh, don't do me wrong, he's he's had his strikeouts and some of his struggles here and there, but uh, you know, he's uh he's 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 looked really, really good. Um he's got that OPS over uh over seven hundred for the season, so I mean, like let's let's hope it stays there. That'd be real nice if he could, you know, if he could keep it around that seven hundred number. Um, you know, that would be that mean good things for the Pirates with his with his glove. Um, and and I mean, I, I'm I'm at this at this point. I've pretty much given up on superstar Hayes. Um, I will just take mediocre bat, uh, strong glove Hayes. I'm I'm totally down with that at that at this point.
0: So, mind number two, I'm going to tip a cap to uh, a little bit of a quad A journeyman. I don't know if we want to call him a journeyman at this point, but whatever. Uh, that's new acquisition Alfonso Rivas. Um, he had a really nice week. He had a 209 weighted runs created, uh, a couple dongs, um, and uh,
1: good job. That's all I have to say about him. Yeah, nice start. Nice start. Yep. Nobody want, nobody's running him out of town just yet. Oh, uh, just yet. So, um not just yet. Give him a time. That's give him right. give him he's got Paid. he's got he's got an O freight stretch that's, in there. He's gone, man. That's Get right. Get him the hell out of town. Uh so I think I have a feeling that we're both heading down the same direction as far as our number one goes. Yep. And that goes to Brian Reynolds. Yep. It's uh nice for the big boy to uh to to play like the big boy. Um, you know, he's uh His bat doesn't play as well uh, in left field as it does in center. It's very, very nice to sort of see him, you know, uh, pick it up. I I mean, the the Pirates really can't afford him, especially since he's not playing center field. The Pirates really can't afford him to to have an OPS um, much below 825. Um, if, if, If he doesn't carry those type of numbers. And I'm saying that as a bare minimum, if he doesn't carry those type of numbers, this team really, really going to struggle um, because that's, you know, uh, that's, you know, th- where he's been at recently is kind of b- average to below average production in left field. So kudos to him though. He's, he's driving those season stats up. Um, thanks to a really, really, really awesome week. Uh, and he's definitely my first star.
0: I, I think he's been playing hurt and you think so he's gotten a lot of stick this year. From fans, um, deservedly so. I mean, when when you sign that contract, you yep. are accepting that you're going to be a little bit of a target, um, and you also got to accept that you have to carry the load at times. And he obviously did that in April, um, but he's not been very good overall this year. Uh, just a one twelve weighted runs created. Um, defense is not great in center field. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but you got to get more out of your face of the franchise type player. Uh, I mm-hmm. I truly think that he's playing hurt and I don't think what you're, what you've seen these past couple months is what he is. So uh, yeah, I agree, but he did have a great week. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us and Steve. I, hope you're not homeless next time we talk
1: yeah we'll figure it out okay we'll f- we'll have it all figured out by next thursday i promise
0: okay well this is a good time to part company with you all and thank you very much for listening uh my name is kevin cray
1: and i'm steve Dimaselli.
0: thanks